Welcome. Welcome to the Medal of Honor podcast with your host, Tiffany Martschink, a retired military veteran of 24 years. Webster's Dictionary defines metal as courage, vigor, and strength of spirit or temperament. A staying quality or stamina. Mental or moral strength and courage implying firmness in the face of danger or difficulty with fortitude and resilience. Everyone in the military and veteran communities embodies this medal needed to accomplish all that comes their way. These are their first-hand account of these stories. Welcome. My, my roles as the company gunny and the company first sergeant were I'm not sending people outside the wire that haven't been trained properly and mm-hmm. they don't need to go. And the Afghanistan tour, we had to send people because, you know, um, TBIs became the big deal when we were tracked and you know, all of a sudden, you know, hey, you've got hit with this level, you know, your points have, have maxed out, you can't go outside the wire or hey, you've maxed out and we're sending you home because you can't even be in theater now. Mm-hmm. And there was no backfill coming from the state. So we were, hey, I know you're here in an administrative position, but tag, you're it. And it was like, how fast can I get you trained up? Well, good morning, I'm Batman. You've never seen Bruce and Batman in the same room at the same time. <laughs> I'm doing good. I've got both my daughters here. That's a, a surprise visit. My youngest is down from uh, DC. Her, uh, her boyfriend graduated from a, a law enforcement academy yesterday. And then uh, she flew down here since it was just in Georgia for, for his. And then uh, last night we went to a, you know, a veterans uh, event. So I, I got to take both my daughters uh, to that one, and now uh, they'll be here till about midday. So I said after we get done with this one, I'll I'll take them to lunch, and then they'll take back off to to head home. They're twenty six and twenty four. We'll be right back. All right. Well. Tiffany, thank you for uh, having me on today. My name is Bruce Thompson, a.k.a. The Batman. I am a Marine Corps veteran. I served in the Marine Corps from 92 to 2016. Uh, I had a variety of military occupational specialties. Most of that was in maintenance management, uh, logistics. And we always talk about why someone joins the military. Well, I was growing up in a small farm town in the California desert. And there was a couple of ways you got out. A academic or football or, or sports scholarship. I wasn't getting either of those. Or you joined the military. So I I went to join the military and you know, go to the recruiter's office, everybody's there. My brother was in the Navy for six years. He was still in as I was um, in my senior or junior year of high school. And so, of course, the Navy recruiters who talked to me first. And as I was walking out, uh, a friend was in the Marine Corps recruiting office. 
kind of said, hey, come over here. You know, talk to these guys. Uh, and probably within a month, I signed up, had my ship date, and that was that. And then you go to the the magical, you know, go to MEPS, go through that wonderful process. That's a, a unique experience of itself. And then, of course, you you get the bus ride. You you get over to uh, and I went to MCRD San Diego because I was a West Coast uh, Marine, and it, it's one of those ones where the switch is flipped. All of a sudden, you don't know what happened, but you're in a completely different world. Uh, people are yelling and screaming and going crazy, and you're just trying to be like, "What did I get myself into?" And you know, just, I served for 23 years, nine months, and a and a few days. Not that anyone counted that much, <clears throat> but it was never expected to be more than one contract. And then it was. Hey, I'm good at this. You know, let me go ahead and, and sign a second one. And then once you broke the 10 year mark, it was like, well, I guess I'm doing at least 20. And then I got promoted uh, at 19. So do that three year so you can retire at your high three. You know, it took me to 22 and it was the, I'm going to keep doing this. And the you always get told, you'll know when it's your time to leave well that magical 40 <laughs> came along my body all of a sudden decided it it was done and i stayed a little bit longer than i should have with all the injuries but i got to that point where i physically could not do the requirements of a marine and i was senior enough that i could have faked it for a while longer but it wasn't right for the marines that I led. It wasn't right for the Marines that I would be holding up promotions for. So I did, you know, as we all should, in the best interest of the service, I stepped aside. And from there, I started a transition journey. Uh, I'd love to say like no other, but there's so many different transition stories. So many people that go through uh, a wide range of instant success to struggling for years and everything in between. So that's where I find myself now is working with those in transition, helping them figure out uh, the resources available to them. And again, continuing to serve to help those that have served the country, protected our freedoms, and making sure that they do not uh, become that statistic of a homeless veteran the suicidal veteran, you know, we're, we're taking those and by making sure that we have successful transition, that they don't become that. And it is a huge battle. But again, you show up every single day, you do the work, you put yourself out there to assist others. And at the end of the day, you can sleep good knowing that you gave your best. And that's what I continue to do. And I'm loving it. I've uh, been out for five and a half years now. Uh, I don't know how it's been five and a half years because it really seems just like a couple of days ago. As they say, you find you find your place and all of a sudden it just it works. And that's the trick is finding your place. And I'll be the first one to tell you that I didn't find my place for about a year. Um, I I had employment. 
uh, it came a little bit easy to me. I, I didn't struggle to find opportunities. Opportunities came to me. My thing was figuring out what I wanted to do post-service. And that was a big failure of mine. I never figured that out. You know, so I took the first job because it was money. It was convenient. I left it after four weeks because it was killing me. Um, my PTSD was an all-time high. Um, it was shift work, 2 p.m. to midnight. So I wasn't seeing my family. Um, and as it went through there, that was uh, a hard thing to overcome. And luckily, I had another company come in and say, hey, um, we found you off of LinkedIn. We want to have you up for an interview. And that was more of what I wanted to do as far as getting into the uh, people business. And we worked on uh, a couple of naval contracts for nine months before we lost them. Uh, I got into that woe is me and didn't leave the house for six weeks. And then after that point, it was okay. I need to get out of the house and do something. And I know this because, you know, Mila, my wife, uh, made that very clear to me of, I don't care what you do, but you need to get out the house and go do something. Uh, and I found my way in into the transition space, the transition world, which, you know, I've been working with uh, different uh, resources, uh, organizations the, during that time. But I really kind of found my place, you know, working as the uh, Department of Labor three-day employment workshop facilitator. and being part of that mandatory five-day training that every service member had to go through prior to departing service. And it's just amazing of how much is out there that none of us know about. And I'm not here to say anything bad about the Department of Labor and Point Workshop. It has its role. It has its place. But there's no way that we can teach you all those things you need to know in three days especially in three eight-hour days where you don't have a chance to breathe and and take take time to put that away and say, okay, I understand this now. So this is why there's so many great uh, military veteran, military spouse uh, resources out there to add on to that transition workshop to make sure people have success, that people understand the process, people understand that they have choices, they have the ability to go out and not do what they did in service uh, if they don't want to, you know, it's, it's easy if you, if you continue to do what you did in service, but many a time we have people that, Hey, I did that because that was what the scores told me to do when I was 18 years old and I didn't know any better, you know? And so now it's that different, Hey, I'm getting out. What am I going to do? Who am I? And and I think that's a huge thing is there's a lot of, you know, we wear the uniform. We are the rank. We are the branch of service. We are the occupational specialist and whatever it was that we were assigned. And, and again, like every service, you know, you're trained and taught how to do that specific job. You figure out how to do it to the best of your abilities. But it doesn't mean that's your passion. And I think that's where there's a, a disconnect where many of us, and, and I'll tell you, especially for those that have done 10 plus years, 
you kind of get lost in. I joined when I was 18 to 22 years old. Here I am, you know, four or five years later. I don't know anything else. If I've been in for 10 years, well, here I am almost 30 or just, just over 30. And this is all I've known. And you're at that spot where you probably have uh, a spouse and some kids. And you're in that, well, I got to put bread on the table. I got to keep the roof over the house. Oh, it's just easy if I keep doing it, even if it's killing you. And that's where we have so many people that struggle with the transition process is they start doing something that they feel they have to, not something that they want to. So that's uh, a quick about me, kind of where I am, what I'm doing. And I'll just throw it over to you, Tiffany. You know, I'm an open book. Ask away, and I'll be more than happy to uh, talk about my experiences and uh, assist those that are uh, listening in. Because you know, I did a lot of time on uh, I and I duty, and during like boys for tots or the summertime, you know, you'd have the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scout uh, that you go and talk to, or you go to schools, and yeah, it was how many people have you killed? You know, those are things that you'll if if you've gone through and done, you'll never talk about. So yeah. let's talk about more of the education and and I was because I was never a recruiter. It's one of those ones that was like. But you act like I'm like, I did a lot of time on independent duty training reservists and was the public affairs guy. So I'm the one who was on TV all the time, whether it was toys mm-hmm. or pots, whether it was something happened and they wanted uh, a local, you know, military person to, to, to speak upon something. I'm like, I was the, mm-hmm. the command rep. And that's one of those ones where you, know, you hear Marina and I laughed and said, you know, my two combat tours. They were more like vacation tours for me. I felt more mm-hmm. in danger driving on Interstate 5 uh, in Southern California or just being out and about. But, you know, I had two tours. Both of them were pretty much on large bases that were as secure as possible. My, my roles as the company gunny and the company first sergeant were I'm not sending people outside the wire that haven't been trained properly. And they mm-hmm. don't need to go. The Afghanistan tour, we had to send people because, you know, uh, TBIs became the big deal when we tracked. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, hey, you've got hit with this level. You know, your points have, have maxed out. You can't go outside the wire. Or, hey, you've maxed out and we're sending you home because you can't even be in theater now. Mm-hmm. And there was no backfill coming from the state. So we were, hey, I know you're here in a... In administrative position but tag you're it and it was like how fast can i get you trained up let me get you out there and that was me sitting in the coc watching you know them make their way from you know one one camp to the next with Mm -hmm. the if anything happens i'm the guy who's got to write the letter because i'm the guy who sent them yeah you know and and at the time you know i was in e7 but my company commander you know, he was a an O two, but he, 
he was a brand new um, lieutenant who just got out as an E5, came back after college, and this was like his first duty assignment. And so it's really the, hey, sir, you're not really the company commander. You're the logistics officer. I have the company. Don't worry about it. And the colonel would come to me with, you know, with questions about, you know, what was going on with the company or any of that. Um, and it was just kind of a given. People were like, okay, so we we have the gunny who is basically stood up and said, hey, this is my company. Um, I want to stay out of your way as much as possible, but decisions have to be made and I will make them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's that, you know, rank didn't mean as much. Uh, and I talked to people that was much senior to me and it was like, you might not like how it's getting done, mm-hmm. but it's getting done. <laughs> but you know, if if you had this issue, you could have stepped up and taken this role, or you could have you know been the person. And it was like, hence why I'm I'm here as a junior rank for the position, but I'm the one sitting with the colonel making decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like when the sergeant major comes out. You know, she's she was like, hey, I'm on a, a sports holiday. And, well, you had a bunch of us sports fans during the winter season, so college football, college basketball. Um, and the conversations kept going. And I'm like, this is like 3 a.m. watching Big Ten football because the CEO and XO were Big Ten uh, football fans. You know, and you know, we, we were making command decisions while we were sitting there with the game. And we had the whole board up and what was going on. And, and people come in and, you know, the next morning and be like, when did all this stuff happen? Mm-hmm. So like between one and like three o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, all oh right. So goodness. come on, introduce myself, talk about the branch of service, why I joined. Thank you. And have a nice day. Thank you. Have a nice day.